It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are back. Welcome, everybody, back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. It has been a while, and I apologize. Just need to take some time off. Kind of obviously went into hiding a little bit and just wanted to get back into it with the draft coming along. So I wanted to get something out for you guys. So we are back here. It is Monday. It is about a week and a half before the draft. Bill Rossetti back with you guys. Glad to be back around and we are going to play a little catch up here a couple notes on some players that signed including an interesting wide receiver and then of course we'll certainly talk draft we'll talk mock draft roundup uh, look at a couple mock drafts and then we will run our own mock draft a, a live mock draft again courtesy of the good folks at the draft network we'll go one more time there so let's start with probably the biggest roster news uh, over the last few days, and a little bit of a surprising news uh, or surprising signing for me, and that was Chris Hogan, the former wide receiver for the New England Patriots, has signed a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I was a little taken aback, uh, not in a bad way, just a little surprised to see that the Panthers went ahead and grabbed Chris Hogan. Certainly he posted uh, some decent numbers during his time with the Bills and the Patriots. We know he had a very strong performance back in Super Bowl 52 against the Philadelphia Eagles, catching six passes for 128 yards and a touchdown. Of course, in a losing effort, the Eagles won that game 41-33. Also had Four catches, 57 yards in Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons. So he has a little bit of playoff experience over the last three years with the Patriots. In total, Chris Hogan has 194 career catches on 309 targets. He's played in 88 games, 2,610 yards, 18 career touchdown passes, and also has added seven career rushes for 30 yards. This will be his eighth NFL season after spending four with the Buffalo Bills and then of course the last three with the New England Patriots so his first venture into the NFC and we'll take a look now at some of the notes from the conference call that Chris Hogan just had with the Carolina Panthers uh, so for first he said he was asked about the free agent process and Hogan said, quote, this was a whole new experience for me and my family. I've never been an unrestricted free agent. I didn't really come into it with too many expectations. We didn't think it was going to last as long as it did, but I've been enjoying my family time. Getting some time to spend with the kids has been nice. And then when I had the opportunity to come down here and sign with Carolina, I was just really excited about the opportunity and really grateful they gave me the opportunity to come down here. My family's excited and I'm excited. Then asked on how his skill set will play into his role with the Panthers, he said, quote, I've just been around the building today just meeting everybody and talking with them briefly. 
I don't think really getting into defining a role at this moment when I haven't even gotten the playbook in front of me or anything like that. My main focus is just to come down here and work as hard as I can. A new team, a new organization, another chance for me to prove myself and prove to these guys that I can be a valuable part to this team and help them win football games any way I can, unquote. On what excites him about joining an offense featuring the likes of Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, and DJ Moore. He said, quote, those three guys, they are a bunch of playmakers. This team has a lot of weapons on the field at all times. I'm really excited about the opportunity to play with Cam and Christian and all those guys. I've only heard great things about him and Christian and those guys and their work ethic and how they play. They're just ultimate competitors that do whatever they want, that want to do whatever they can to win football games. I think I'll fit right in in that aspect, unquote. Uh, so certainly he's just very, very excited. He was asked about the Patriots' decision not to re-sign him, too. So he said, quote, you know, it's a business. I can't really read too much into it because at the end of the day, they're trying to run the team the way they see fit. Sometimes things just don't work out, and I understand that. I'm just really excited about this opportunity that the Panthers have given me. I'm really excited to get to work, unquote. So little... You know, and Hogan, of course, you kind of figure he was kind of on the outs. Obviously, Julian Edelman came up and good receivers in this class. There's, a, I'd say there's a pretty good chance that the, the Patriots are going to look that way at some point in the draft. So I guess there really wasn't a whole lot of room for Chris Hogan. And again, you know, it's it was surprising to me to see that they made a move like this with the receivers they had. But it is another... I don't know if I want to say playmaker because Hogan isn't a dynamic receiver, but he's a solid possession receiver. I mean, you, you look at the – I mean, he hasn't obviously blown up the, the stat book with catches. Uh, he's only averaged about 35 catches over the last four or five years. But uh, obviously some of that has to do with – the fact that he's playing with Julian Edelman, the fact that he was playing with Rob Gronkowski, uh, the fact that Sony Michelle rose through the ranks really quickly at the running back position. So there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity. I mean, he only saw about 60 targets over the last five years, uh, including, of course, the last three with the Patriots. So it's, it's not like there was a ton of opportunity, but he certainly made the most of his opportunities. He's had at least a couple of touchdown passes over the last couple of years, and I think you're probably going to see a bit of a similar role in Carolina. He might be, you know, it could be a role similar to what um, to what you saw last year with Jarius Wright, where he comes up big in some in some clutch third down situations. You know, gets you a couple catches a game, but gets you important catches that you need to move the chains. Uh, because in, in a way, like New England, he's in a similar position where you have a whole bunch of other star players outside of him, like like he talked about in his conference call, like Christian McCaffrey, like DJ Moore, like Greg Olson. So there's there's going to be a lot more mouths to feed uh, until you get to Hogan. So you know he he's going to be kind of down in the pecking order. But again, I think he's the, a type of player that can get you solid catches. You know maybe three, four catches a game, but they could be very important catches depending on uh, game situation. So in that aspect, I think it's it's a pretty good signing. And, you know, I'm sure I've, I haven't seen the numbers. I, I'm certain it's not a, a huge amount, you know, just enough that he's, I don't want to just say a veteran presence. He's going to come in and, 
you know, be productive on the field, but he's not going to be, it, it's obviously not a move that's going to shake up the wide receiver room or completely transcend what this offense is going to do. It's just going to be another added, we'll say dimension, I guess. I don't, I don't even know if you want to say dimension, but you, you kind of get what I'm saying. It's just, just another piece of the puzzle is what I'm trying to get at. So it's, it's, it should be interesting to see how Hogan will fit in here, how, uh, how the Panthers utilize him along with everybody else. And I, I think it should make the offense pretty, you know, it gives them a, a little bit of a boost, not, not a huge one, but um, I'm excited to see where, where things go here with uh, Chris Hogan. Uh, something else I want to get into too, as far as the roster goes is the amount of players that the Panthers have signed from the Alliance of American Football. Because, of course, since we last spoke, uh, we have lost the Alliance. Crazy to think that the Alliance of American Football is more or less dead. Now, they did kind of leave the door open to reviving the league and bringing it back for a second season. But for the time being, the... Alliance is gone. They suspended operations a couple weeks ago, which was a shame for the players and the coaches, too. I mean, they only had two weeks left in the regular season, and the playoffs, actually, I think this coming weekend would have been the start of the playoffs. Because they were, I believe, going into week nine. This, Because, again, I believe it was two weeks ago that the league shut down. That weekend, I believe, would have been week nine. So I think the weekend that we just came out of would have been week ten, which would have been the final week of the regular season. So now we would have been ready to go into the playoffs. Unfortunately, that will not happen. But for some players, uh, the dream will continue. As a lot of these players have signed with NFL teams, including a couple Signing with the Carolina Panthers, including new wide receiver Rashad Ross. Which is nice because Ross has some uh, some returnability, which is good because Demir Bird is now gone in free agency. So that's kind of the role that I expect Rashad Ross to, to be in. And he's certainly made some rounds in the NFL. He's actually... This will actually already be the fifth organization that he's been a part of in some capacity. He's been with the Redskins, he's been with the Cardinals, he's been with the Bills, and he's been with the Titans. Now he is with the Carolina Panthers. But, um, again, the the main thing I think that Ross brings to the team is that returnability. So if he's going to crack this roster, that is where I think he is going to make his money, so to speak. But good to see all these players. Uh, the first one, I believe, was Keith Reeser signed, uh, or I guess kind of re-signed because he had spent time already with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's where he that's where he signed pretty much right after the alliance more or less folded. But good to see because they've already said there's been about 40 players already from the alliance that have signed with NFL teams. So that's really... That's really good to see that these players are getting that second chance. This is more or less what the alliance was meant for, was to give these players a chance to get on the football field and give these guys a chance to make their cases known to NFL teams. So really excited for guys like Rashad Ross 
and some of these other players. But that's kind of the... Uh, if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's kind of where we stand as far as a little bit of a roster reset. And certainly we will uh, jump more into the roster as the offseason goes on. Oh, by the way, of course, the Season, the 2019 season is getting closer and closer as we have been, or it has been unveiled, the 2019 preseason schedule. Sorry for uh, the little bumps there in the pauses, but the 2019 preseason schedule for the Carolina Panthers has been released they will begin on the road week one of the preseason, so early August, at Chicago. So a, a small taste of Mitchell Trubisky there and the reigning NFC North champions. And certainly, as far as this podcast goes, if we're able to do the, uh, the crossover shows during the preseason, that, certainly looking forward to talking to Lauren there with the Bears. Same with week two. Really, all the guys that cover these teams on the preseason. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to week two is the home opener for the preseason against the Buffalo bills. Uh, so certainly a chance to talk to Joe Marino there. I got to see him at the combine, very excited and Buffalo, a bit of an up and coming team. And we know they have revamped the offensive line. It feels like that's all they've been signing this free agent period is offensive linemen. So it'll be interesting to see, how all those pieces fit together and what the Bills could look like. Then week three, of course, is the regular season tune-up game. And they will get to tune-up against the reigning Kings. They will be on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. And as far as crossover goes, that means a chance to talk, hopefully, with Mark Schofield. And always great to talk to him. And then week four of the preseason... As has been tradition, as it seems, the Panthers at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So at Chicago versus Buffalo, at New England versus Pittsburgh. That is the preseason schedule for the Carolina Panthers. And very soon, the Panthers should be getting their regular season schedule unveiled. Uh, there's rumors that... It could be coming out as soon as this week, so that'll be that'll be interesting if it does. But I would I would say within the next two weeks, the the regular season schedule should be coming out. Obviously, we already know of one game set, not necessarily a date, but we know, of course, that the Panthers will be in London this season. To take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We expect that game to probably be sometime in October. But we that game we definitely know for sure. 
sometime in October in London against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, we don't know the exact date, but we should very soon because I would say within the next two weeks, the regular season schedule should be coming out. And again, to reiterate the regular season opponents for the Carolina Panthers, again, that's the six, six games against the division opponents. Then they have the NFC West and the AFC South this season. So they will be home against the LA Rams and the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. And then they will be on the road against the Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Houston Texans, and Indianapolis Colts. And then their other two games based on the same place finishers from last season, home against the Redskins and on the road against the Green Bay Packers. So again, hopefully soon we will get the regular season schedule, uh, the full schedule, and we will be certainly climbing all over that once it gets released. So let's talk mock drafts, as mock drafts are coming to a close. I mean, it's hard to believe that we can say now that next week is the... NFL draft just what 10 days away from the draft so let's take a look at the roundup on panthers.com the latest mock draft report and we will start with Josh Norris of Roto World has the Panthers taking Andre Diller the offensive tackle out of Washington State um, you know without seeing the mock don't know if Jonah Williams was still available or how the edge defenders were, but uh, it certainly seems like the Panthers have been doing their homework on Dillard. In fact, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I recall them being at Washington State's pro day. It was either there or Washington. I don't know if they were looking at Dillard or Caleb McGarry, but Dillard certainly has become a player pretty strongly linked to the Panthers at 16. And uh, we know offensive tackle, uh, you know, you, you could argue it's maybe not a big need this year with Darrell Williams resigning, but Williams, again, being a free agent, I have to wonder what the future of the position holds. So I wouldn't mind if they bring in another tackle at some point uh, to develop him and let him work into being a starter in 2020. Uh, just for my money, if Jonah Williams is there, I would rather him over Andre Dillard. Uh, I'm pretty close, I think, between Dil or between Jonah Williams and Jawan Taylor, should Jawan Taylor happen to fall to 16. I don't think he will, though. I think Taylor's going to go in the top 10. I think Williams is going to fall a little bit, which I think would be perfect for the Panthers. Connor Orr of SI.com has them taking DK Metcalf, the wide receiver out of Old Miss. Listen, we've we all busted up when DK Metcalf had that strong 40, and then it kind of cooled off a little bit when he had his three-cone three, three cone and all those agility drills. But he's still a heck of a football player. We all know this. And certainly a, a guy of his talent to just come in with the rest of the talent that the Panthers already have, you know, kind of add in that big body that you lost to Devin Funches. You know, I wouldn't have a problem, but I also know that wide receiver is pretty deep. And I know that there is a pretty good possibility, if I'm the Panthers, that I could get a guy like Debo Samuel, another good playmaker. Obviously not as big, 
but a strong playmaker, I could potentially get him in round two. So I'm not saying I would hate the pick of Metcalf. I'm just saying I would th I would think if they're going to look receiver, maybe dip into the pool a little deeper in, say, rounds two or three, especially since you have three picks on day two. Uh, R.J. White of CBS Sports. Rashawn Gary, defensive end out of Michigan. I just don't know how I feel about Gary. I mean, there. It seems like, you know, I, I I don't know if he's among the elite, like guys like Brian Burns, Montez Sweat. He's he's a good football player, no doubt. But Gary, I would only consider if all the top defensive ends are gone in the first fifteen picks, and probably some of the tackles. I think if I had the choice between. Rashawn Gary and say Jonah Williams or even Andre Dillard, I would probably go with one of the offensive tackles over Gary and maybe wait on defensive end until round two. But, you know, obviously there's going to be some truthers for Rashawn Gary. He's a bit of a wild card in this draft. It's going to be really interesting. Obviously, you've seen him as high as, say, number four in mock drafts. You've seen him fall a little bit. So he's going to be very interesting to, to find out where he slots in this draft. Uh, speaking of defensive ends, the next three we'll talk about are all defensive ends and are all three guys. Obviously I really like Brian Burns of Florida state selected by Dane Brugler of the, of the athletic Todd McShay has them taking Montez sweat and Dan Kadar of SB nation has them taking Cleveland Farrell. Uh, certainly I love all these players. You know how big I am on, all the top edge guys, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with any of these guys, Burns, Sweat, and Cleland Farrell. I do have to note, too, because uh, they talk about it here, and I do remember seeing it on TV, the, the one mock that I was really interested by and certainly surprised and a little head-scratching was Charlie Casserly's latest mock draft. It's not because of who he picked. He has the Carolina Panthers taking... Montez Sweat. I obviously don't have a problem with them taking Montez Sweat. I really like the guy. What was intriguing to me was that in Castellier's mock, he actually has the Panthers trading all the way up to number eight, making a trade with the Detroit Lions to get Sweat. I don't know. Now, I wrote an article not too long ago for Panthers Wire about a couple players that the Panthers could trade up for. I don't I don't remember. I, I think I put Sweat in there. I know I put Burns in there. I know I put Ed Oliver in there. And I think I put Cleveland Farrell in there. Those were the three. If I was going to add more, I probably would have put Montez Sweat in there. I, but is... You know, I don't know what you guys think. And I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Would you make this true? Do you agree with Charlie Casserly on this mock? Moving all the way up to number eight... And actually, that, that brings up an interesting point. Let's take a look also at the trade value chart. I mean, it's not something that uses, um, or it's not something that's 100% used because it is a little bit outdated. But if, if we do use it for the hell of it, the number eight pick, and again, this is uh, 
And I actually found the chart on Pro Football Reference, and it uses basically the same numbers that the chart that Jimmy Johnson created all those years ago. This is what it's based off of. The Panthers pick at number 16 is worth 1,000 points. The Lions pick at number 8 is worth 1,400 points. So there's a 400-point difference. The Panthers pick is worth 1,000 points, the pick at number 16. The Lions pick at number 8 is worth 1,400 points. Then when you look at the picks for the Panthers after that, their second-round pick, number 47 overall, is worth 430 points. And then their two third-round picks, number 77 is worth 205 points, and number 100 is worth 100 points. So in all likelihood, that mock meant that the Panthers traded their second-round pick to move up eight spots to select Montez Sweat. So my question to you guys is, do you like that scenario? Would you trade your second-round pick? Would you give up number 47 overall to move up eight spots in the first round to select Montez Sweat? He's obviously an elite player, but I, I feel with the way the top of the draft might go might go down with guys like, you know, a couple of the quarterbacks will probably go in the top 10, Williams, maybe the tight end, uh, probably TJ Hawkinson. Some of the edge, edge players might fall a little bit into the early teens. And even if you do want to move up, at that point, the price wouldn't be as costly. I mean, let's say, well, in fact, for example, R.J. White's mock draft has the Panthers trading up to number 12 in a move with the Green Bay Packers to take Rashawn Gary. So that makes things even more interesting that they're trading up for Rashawn Gary. And then if you look at the Packers pick at number 12, that is worth 1,200 points. So really, that move would only cost the Panthers their third-round pick. Almost essentially the trade that the Cardinals made last year with the Raiders to move up from 15 to 10 to get Josh Rosen. It likely would only cost the Panthers their third-round third pick, number 77 overall. That's a move that I would probably rather them see, but more so if it's for Sweats or Burns or Pharrell. That I wouldn't have a problem with. I would be a little surprised if they jumped up that high, like to Detroit, and ended up giving up number 47 overall. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see. But, uh, again, what do you guys think? Do you Would you rather, you know, so here's the scenario. So those are two good scenarios. This, this is an interesting either or. Would you rather give up the second-round pick to get Montez Sweat, or would you rather giving up the third-round pick for Rashawn Gary? It, it, it's an interesting, It's an interesting case here. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, but that'll wrap it up. I, I don't want to run this too long, so I think we'll hold off on the live mock draft for another time because we're already approaching 30 minutes. I don't want to run you guys too long. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up for now, and we'll save the mock draft for another time. But it was definitely great to be back with you guys. Uh, glad to be back here recording and glad to be on the road here toward the NFL draft. By the way, speaking of mock drafts, the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson has set up a big first-round mock draft featuring all the hosts of the Locked On podcast network, at least on the NFL side of things. That's going to run all this week. So five parts. The first part went in today. So I would venture to say my pick will probably be... Probably Wednesday, since you know the pick is right smack in the middle of the first round at 16. So I would I would say look out for my pick at number 16. But the first part of the mock draft is up today. A lot of people involved in this in this big mock draft, not just the hosts, but a bunch of other people getting involved analyzing the picks. It's it's a fun time. Go check out the Locked On NFL podcast all this week for the big Locked On NFL. Mock Draft, or Locked On NFL Network, Mock Draft 2019 edition. And again, look out for my pick probably on Wednesday. Uh, but until then, keep it locked here with me, Bill Rossetti, on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Remember Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course the new podcast app, Himalaya, also hosting the podcast network. Thanks so much for being back with us, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.